Hi, this is Lois Ware, the host on the Lois Ware podcast, a podcast inspired by God to reach out to millions of people across the globe with the message of His love. On this podcast, you can draw inspirations for all aspects of life, from spiritual growth to business to relationship to technology to education, fashion, and everything that relates to life. Sit tight, grab your headphones, and enjoy this episode. Hi guys, it's Lois and it's good to be back on the podcast. So today I'm excited because we have a guest and the guest is actually my elder brother. This is actually the first time any of my siblings get to come on the podcast. So today I have my brother, like I said earlier, and the bulk of our conversation is going to be about the grace of God. Because it feels like when God's grace is mentioned, a whole lot of people get angry, they get, there's this sort of discomfort in them and it's not meant to be that way. God's grace is meant to stir up joy in our hearts. So today, I'm pretty sure after this episode, you're questions about God's grace, the confusions you have about God's grace are going to be addressed and there's going to be a whole lot of clarity for you. So hi Philip, how are you? Hello Lloyd, um, I'm very fine and it's good to be on your podcast. It's a rare privilege to be, you know, right here, you know, speaking. I've been following your podcast and it's been a blessing. Um, I really want to appreciate you for the good work you're doing and for the impact you're dishing out to every one of us. Thank you so much for what you do. Thank you so much for coming on the podcast. I'm really, really honored. So what exactly is God's grace? All right, the grace of God. God's grace is, um, you know, a concept that I'm sure every one of us must have heard about. Now, speaking about God's grace, um, certainly you cannot attempt to explain the grace of God in just I'm aware that we have probably 15 or 10 minutes to just talk and certainly I can't explain everything about God's grace right now but with this I'll be fast anyway so um, the grace of God as by um, the Amplified Bible talks about God's undeserved favor talks about um, the unconditional love of God the unearned favor of God something you do not have to work for something you do not have to earn you do not have to you know struggle for it it is something that has been given to you as a gift it is favor you do not deserve it that is what God's grace is defined in the amplified version so God's grace that is just the simple definition of God's grace but you see God's grace is not just a concept God's grace is a person the grace of God is a person the grace of God is a covenant the grace of God is, is a whole lot now speaking about the grace being a person the bible says in the book of john st john chapter 1 verse 14 i read from my bible here it says and the word was made flesh and dwelled dwelt among us and he beheld his glory and we beheld his glory the glory as of the only begotten of the father full of grace and truth you see it says full of grace and truth that is to say jesus is the fullness of god's grace that is to say grace is jesus and it says full of grace and truth now someone may be saying that oh we have grace we have truth or probably there is a distinction no the truth is actually the truth about god's grace because if we go back to the scriptures in john chapter 8 where he was speaking to the jews or i think his disciples saying that um, if you know my word my word abide in you and you shall know the truth and the truth shall make you free what was he talking about there? he said you know he was talking about the truth and if you recall the truth then was that you, you cannot actually um you know equate the truth to the law because all they had then was the law yeah. so if jesus was saying jesus was saying um, and you shall know the truth he was saying something other than the law 
he was talking about the grace of God because the law is a contrary concept, is an opposite concept to the grace of God. So we are talking when we say of the God um, Jesus is the fullness of grace and truth. It's talking about the truth about His grace. So we are talking about Jesus being grace. So the grace of God is actually Jesus. So whatever is permissible under grace is permissible under Jesus. Whatever is not permissible under grace is not permissible under Jesus. So if you say you have a problem with grace, you have a problem with Jesus. Now I want to also let us know that a um, wrong understanding is worse than no understanding at all so it is good that in your christian journey you you, you get a proper understanding about concepts from the scriptures because they help you build your christian faith yeah. so you know i said grace of god cannot be explained in 10 minutes so it's a whole lot of concept that will take you a whole lifetime to figure out so the grace of god is a, is a covenant we we are not under the covenant of the law where your christian life is based on performance your your your, your relationship with god is on the basis of what can i do thou shalt do this and then that is how god relates to you but no we're under grace right now now grace is is that jesus has come to die for us now god is relating to man based on jesus so grace is a new way of getting right with God and staying right with God. That is what grace is all about. So the law, the law only shows you uh, how dirty you are and all, but the grace of God shows you how much you, 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 have, you have come to become in Christ Jesus. So that is what grace entails. The scripture says in Ephesians chapter 2 verse 8 that by the grace of God we are saved. It also says that we are justified by his grace in Titus chapter 3 verse 7. The scriptures also say in Ephesians chapter 3 verse 2 that we, are, we, have, we have come into a dispensation of grace so we are we are in the dispensation of god's grace now before um, while i move forward I, I want us to also i want to also let us know that um in the scriptures um, grace is mentioned 39 times in the old testament and about 131 times in the new testament you see we see the difference there that um the concept of grace became prominent in the new testament and then if we go for that to um, look about the word sin sin is mentioned 300 and um 36 times in the Old Testament and 112 times in the New Testament, we see the decline of sin. We see the, uh, you know, increasing, uh, the increase in grace, God's grace. So you, you could actually, you know, make a statement from that. Now, I want to also, also let, I want to also let us know that um, God's grace is a, is a new covenant, and then in that new covenant, we have um, several concepts under God's grace. Uh, uh, the first one is that by the grace of God, Christ lives in us, so we've become one with Jesus. Because we are joined with Christ and we have become one spirit. That's what the scripture says. Secondly, we are meant to know that we are in Christ by the grace of God. Yeah. We, have, we have been taken out of Adam and we have been placed in Jesus. So the Bible says that my life, for example, says my life is hidden in Christ, in God. So your life is in Christ, which is in God. So you have been placed into Jesus right now. And that means that you have, you have a new identity. You, you have been translated according, according to um, Colossians chapter uh, one it says we've been translated from the kingdom of darkness to the kingdom of his dear son so we have a new identity we have a new desire we have new passions that is the second point and then the third thing is that um, by the grace of god we've, we we have experienced freedom from the law and experienced freedom from curses by the grace of god so we are not being inspired by uh by by causes that if you don't do this you'll be cursed and so that is why i should do this for god no we are inspired by the grace of god we are not we are not living a, a christian life based on threats or based on causes no we are living a christian life based on the spirit of god we have we have received the newness of of, of life in in god's spirit which has been provided to us by the grace of god so we are not being motivated motivated by rules but we are motivated from our hearts within and lastly i want to also let us know that 
by the grace of God, we have received forgiveness from all our sins. When you come to meet Jesus, when you receive the life of Jesus, you've been forgiven of all your sins, your past sins, your present sins, and your future sins. Because Christ has taken them all away. The sin issue has been dealt with. That is why Jesus came. So the sin has been dealt with. And the Bible says that we have been made masters over sin. We are not under the law. And the, the strength of sin is the law. And since Jesus has come, and since we are we are under a dispensation of grace, we are now masters over sin. Yeah. We are not we are not we are not led. We are not ruled by sin. We are ruled by the Spirit of God. So that is to say that Jesus does not keep record of our wrongs. Because when the Scripture says concerning First Corinthians thirteen that Paul was speaking about love, that love doesn't take account of wrongdoing. How much more God? God does not take account of how you know wrongdoing. He doesn't do that because. It does not relate to us based on our sins. It relates to us based on the Savior. So this is what we need to know about grace. So the message of grace is not is not a dangerous message. Never. It is a message that is even dangerous to the devil because once the devil realizes that you are conscious about God's grace, you know so much about what you are in Christ, then he's scared. So that is why the devil is always you know trying to bring a bring doubts about God's goodness, God's grace. It is a strong. It is a strong force that we need to know that will help us live a strong Christian life. So the grace of God inspires us to live right. And the grace of God comes with the template of relationship. When you understand God's grace, you, you understand that you are in a relationship with the Father. You understand that you, you walk uh, uh, in, a, uh, in a relationship with Jesus. You don't walk by, you, you're not motivated. You, your Christian life is not a performance-based uh, one. It is a, it is a relationship-based um Christian life. So that is what we need to, you know, uh, I can summarize about the grace of God right now. Thank right. you so much, Philip. So when you were talking, you said the grace of God has forgiven our past, present, and future sins. You know, there's this misconception about grace that grace is a license to sin. I think why people have that misconception is because we always say and we believe that God's grace has forgiven our, our sins, mm-hmm. past, present, and future sins. So how can we explain this? So that's 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 a simple thing you see the grace of god uh, god as um, jesus has uh, taken away our sins and our past present and future when jesus died for us on the cross of calvary we were not there so we, we were in the future when jesus died so even any sin that came after the death of jesus is a is a future sin yeah that is to say that mm. the future sin every future sin has been dealt with as far as you are in christ your past sins your present sin your future sin has been dealt with now this doesn't say this doesn't mean you should go ahead and to keep sinning that is wrong for example let me give you an illustration you go to the grocery store and uh, or a supermarket and you want to get something and you get there and you are told that um everything has been paid for by someone and you're like oh wow that's you you're excited you get everything free of charge because it has been paid for by someone and let's assume that you meet the person two days later i'll be surprised that um you you are aware that this person paid for everything you you got and then you want to displease the person that is wrong because you you meet someone that's paid for everything that you 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 had from a supermarket from a grocery store and then you displease the person it's wrong because you you are actually looking for how how do i make this person happy how do i um, you know, show the person that I'm grateful for what he has done. So the goodness and the grace of God does not propel you to want to sin. It does not propel a lustful, a sinful passion in you. Never. That is a wrong concept. In fact, if you have that mindset, then you don't know grace. You are not saved. You don't understand grace. And also, we need to know that the grace of God is hyper. And anyone that speaks about the, the grace of God as uh, the grace of God is limited, the grace of God, no. The scripture says that um, when sin increased, the, God's grace also became uh, it also increased it abounded that is to say that uh, god's grace does not have a limit god's grace does not um 
does not run out on you. Yes, that is the real truth. In fact, the grace of God is a real shocker. It, it, it shocks people that oh, this grace, is this something, is it real? It is real. Because, in fact, we, we tend to sing oh, how amazing the grace of God is. Amazing grace, how sweet the sound. We can sing about it, but when it comes to talking about it, it's like oh, we are scared about it. It becomes an issue. Yeah, but the grace of God is amazing. We <laughs> sing about right. the reckless love of God, how it's reckless, how it's, how it's extravagant. But when it comes to talking about it, when it comes to um, uh, experience and talking about the actions about these things, we we are scared about it. That is not how it should be. It should be, we should understand that the grace of God is hyper. It is extravagant. It does not run out. It is It is unlimited. And then we should still understand that the grace of God is not lascivious. It is not, it is not a, um, a, uh, a license to, to do what is wrong. Never. The grace of God is all encompassing. In fact, the, the scriptures talks about the God's throne as, as a throne of grace. You know, when you mess up or you, you, you miss the mark, you, 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 you don't run away from your father. The God, God says you, you, when you, you should come to the, the throne of grace with boldness. You come with boldness to God's throne of grace. It's called the throne of grace. You come with boldness, irrespective of where you are, what you've done, or whatever it is. You come to Jesus. You do not run away from your father. You run towards your father. So these are the things we need to understand about um, the, the, the concept of grace. Yeah, I think um, that would um, explain uh, and um, solve that question. Thank you very much. Just before uh, we go, or just before I let you go, I was going to ask you this question. Why do people find it hard to accept the gospel of grace? I mean, faith in Jesus alone. And why do people who accept the grace of God, they believe that they are saved by God's grace, but as their Christian works, Christian work begin to unfold, they just they tend to sideline grace away. Why does this happen? You know, this happens because um, um, we there's this feeling that we have that we must do something. We must we must actually um, you know struggle to make things happen. But you see, the same way you enter the kingdom is the same way you walk in the kingdom. You enter through the gate of grace. You walk on the path of grace. That is how it works. You don't just come in by grace and then you you try to figure it out on yourself. It's not done that way. If not, you will live a life of struggle. You know, God 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 is never angry with us. He's not punishing us. He's not He's not motivating motivating us with fear and all. In fact, it is it is by the grace of God you can live a Christian life effortlessly. Mm. Because by the time you start living your Christian life based on performance, based on how you struggle and all, you see that you begin to magnify yourself. You magnify your, your sinfulness. You make maybe you make a mistake and you're all about ah, I've messed up. I've and you, you you don't tend to see how God's grace has dealt with that and then connect with it and live the life above whatever you're struggling with. Then you will not you, you will not make it when you're always trying to perform. This this is why Jesus was was harsh with the uh, with the Pharisees because all their lives were about performing, performing, yeah. performing, struggling, and that is not it. Our life is not a performance based. I don't mean you don't you don't you don't do things you don't pray no 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 it, you do that you pray you read your Bible but it comes from a point of relationship understanding the God's grace has abounded towards you and then you see that oh, the grace of God has abounded towards me I did not end this and from that point you begin to have a relationship with God and you know what that does that that makes you God conscious when you when you live the life of grace when you when you understand that Christian life is about grace it makes you God conscious you now acknowledge God in everything you do you are acknowledging the grace of God in you. So your, your mind is all about God, all about God. But what you're about, how, what do I do, how do I do this? You're all about yourself, you're all about your own self, you're all about your flesh. That is why it is good to understand that we enter through grace and we uh, and we, we walk in grace because grace is empowering. We, we, we need to understand that grace, um, by the grace of God we have a new identity. And then we, we, you see that you are now like Jesus. 
So the grace doesn't make the grace doesn't give you it doesn't just make you anyhow. No, you're you're not like Jesus. Once you come to understand this, that grace has given you a new identity. So you understand that you understand that you are like Jesus. You are strength. The scripture says in um, Hebrews 13 verse 9 that we are strengthened by the grace of God. Even the scripture says in Titus chapter 2 verse 11 and 15 was saying that um, the grace of God has appeared to us, giving us the power to live godly. So the grace of God doesn't doesn't make us, you know, go go haywire. So when you begin, it's when you begin to um, think that the grace of God is something else that you now begin to try to balance balance um, your, your your performance, trying to balance um, regulations, and trying to struggle and all, and then the grace of God, then it will not work for you because at some point you begin to see that it is yourself acting. You do not come to the place where you see that Jesus is the one working in you both to do and to will His good His good pleasures. So every believer is saved by grace, and every believer should walk by grace because grace is the way that we get right with God and we stay right with God. Understand? So that is what we need to understand about the goodness of God's grace. In fact, let me just give an illustration about um, uh, the uh, the story about the adulterous woman that was caught in the act of adultery, adultery rather in um, you know in the in the Gospels. If you tend to look at it. Um, the the Pharisees and all the religious men were, were all about she messed up and you know she should be punished and all that. In fact, it surprised me to me because um, the adult, adultery is not committed by one person. Right. Adultery is, <laughs> is by a man and a woman. So yeah. it's funny how that um, she she was the only one. But I don't know whether the man ran away or whatever. But uh, you see, it <laughs> it's funny. But you see, in my own opinion, I feel that the man and the woman should be brought. Yes. Should be stoned if, if they course. are trying to be stoned, you understand? But that's by the way. But you see the reaction of Jesus. Jesus did not condemn her. In fact, Jesus has not come to condemn you. It doesn't matter what you're going through, what your struggle is as a believer. If you're if you're a believer, Jesus has not come to condemn you. He has come to um, to reconcile you with God. He has come to help you. He's a father. You have the life of God in you. He is he, working in you both to do and to will. So he has not come to condemn you irrespective of whatever struggle, whatever thing you are going through. Your spirit man has been made perfect. Yes, your your, your life in the flesh may not relate to that which uh, with, uh, may not relate to the life you have you, you've had in the spirit because your life in the spirit is, is that of perfection. The Bible says uh, in, um, I believe, uh, Ephesians or so, that, or, or, um, or Philippians, that, that our new man is created in righteousness and holiness. So your new man is righteous. But when you come to understand, it is when you come to understand this that you begin to live that life. In fact, I, I hear people say that um, have this mindset of God is good, I am bad, so I must keep trying harder. That's wrong. As a believer, you should not have that mindset. God is good, and you are good because God has made you good. The Bible says, as He so are we in this world. So you are righteous and holy right now. Your spirit man is made perfect. It is now it's now left for you to renew your mind indeed from this you know from this concept and renew your mind and then your body will begin to act you know based on what your spirit man what has become a reality in your spirit man and you see we have been the bible says in golden um, sorry the bible says in um in galatians chapter 5 verse 1 that uh, we should stand in the liberty Understand? We should stand in the liberty that Christ has made us free. We should not go back to bondage, the yoke of bondage. No, you've come into God's grace. You've come into a life of freedom, liberty in Jesus. You don't go back entangling yourself in things that will make you keep, that will keep you struggling. No, you don't go back trying to trying to perform, trying to to um, to live a, a, a life that you, you struggle and you, it's all about yourself. No, you 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 stand in that liberty, understanding that it is the grace of God you are where you are. Understand? So that is what the grace of God. 
is all about. In fact, the story about Zacchaeus, Zacchaeus did not have to do anything uh, uh, to, uh, to have Jesus yeah. uh, eat with him. No, Zacchaeus just saw it and Jesus said, come and, and, and dine with me, I, I want to be with you. In fact, the religious folks were like, oh, you are, you are eating with the sinner and whatever. But that was the grace of God being you know, represented right there. We, we do not aim, you know, God's people. God, God loves us. God sent Jesus to us and it's relating to us through Jesus. So that we need to understand that, that we are not condemned. So we our Christian life is a work of God's grace. It's a work we understand of God's grace. You understand this. And when you understand this, you understand that it's a relationship. So when you come to God, you're praying, you you you're, you're reading your Bibles, you understand that you are working with God, you know, on a relationship basis, not on on on, on trying to perform, trying to I must, I'm reading my Bible today, I'm doing this today, I'm trying to, I'm trying not to do this, I'm not trying to it's just all about you. You're not you're not coming from a point of God's grace is as I'm bounding towards me. I love Jesus. I love God. I walk by His grace, and now I'm I'm studying my Bible. I pray because of God's goodness over my life. I really want to know God more, and I really want to grow and understand. You're coming from a point of relationship. That is what the grace of God does for you. For you, you see, that's just um that. Thank you very much, Philip. So lastly, um, and if you said the grace of God works with relationship, I'm pretty sure there's someone listening right now and saying stuff like, I know, but how do I have a relationship with God? How do I start to have a relationship with God and make sure the relationship is not performance-based, but grace-based? So just in summary, tell, can you tell us about that? All right. It's, um, it's very easy. What you need to understand is that um, um, you need to recognize the place of Jesus in your life as a believer and then if you are not saved if you are not believed in jesus christ god's bible says for god so loved the world i sent jesus for you jesus wants to be in your life jesus wants to have you if you are not saved so god has not come to condemn you he has, he, has, he has come to reconcile you to himself. So Jesus loves you and I want you to believe him as your Lord and your Savior. And that is how you become saved. You confess him as Lord and your Savior over your life. And for everyone who is struggling with a, with, with a, with a weight or a sin or whatever it is, God loves you regardless. You are not, you have, you have not, um, you have not been condemned. Condemnation means that you have, it, it, condemnation means to be written off. God does not write you off, never. God is relating to you based on Jesus. He, he, he has set up a throne called the throne of grace. You, are, you can boldly go there. It doesn't matter the struggle you're going through. You just need to understand that God's grace is abounding towards you, whatever it is. And He wants you to live a victorious life because grace makes you live victoriously. So understand that, that Jesus wants to help you. Grace has made salvation ready, has made healing ready. So everything is ready for you. You reach out to it in faith and you see God working in your life. And I, want, I would like to end with this scripture right here in um, Matthew chapter 11 verse 28 to 30 in the message translation please listen to the scripture very well it says that are you tired are you worn out are you burned out on religion come to me get away with me and you recover your life I will show you how to take a real rest walk with me and walk with me watch how I do it learn the unforced redeems of grace I will not lay anything heavy or ill-fitting on you. Keep company with me and you will learn to live freely and lightly. You see what the grace of God does. So I, I enjoin you to maybe check this scripture, the message translation, Matthew chapter 11, verse 28 to 30. Walk, learn your first readings of grace. Grace is not forceful. Grace gives you, brings you to a point of rest. And as you come to this point, you see God working in your life. The teaching and the domination of God's grace will help you produce more fruits and to change your life. God is not condemning you. 
God loves you. Be blessed. Thank you very much, Philip. Guys, do not forget, grace is on your side. God loves you and you are the righteousness of God in Christ Jesus.